0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to A Bit Spursy uh, after the North London derby. Uh, my name is Barney. I'm Dan. And you might be wondering, Barney, you're speaking so quickly. Usually the way the pod is introduced, it reflects the result of um, Tottenham Hotspur's performances. But here's the thing. What we've decided to do, is so that we don't go for four hours talking about that game and the ramifications of it, we've set a timer uh, for 35 minutes. Um Uh, Dan, uh, let me know when the timer um, begins.
1: Okay, Barney, we have 35 minutes on the clock. The timer is beginning now.
0: Great. Okay. So that's 10 minutes less than um, the amount of time Tottenham Hotspur can play like a football team.
1: Well, or if you take this game, uh, uh, (laughs) well, 34 minutes more than how Mm. we can play like a football (laughs) team. Yeah,
0: yeah, Absolutely. Um, Should we start with the game itself and then move on to the wider ramifications of the result and where to throw the blame?
1: I think so. I think that's a good place to start because uh, the game for us was a 3.30
0: a.m. kickoff. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful time. Beautiful time. And my God, is there a way that Tottenham has of, in those games, making me feel personally affronted, and offended by their performance for being up at that time. They, they know how to do it. They absolutely know how to do it.
1: Um, it felt targeted to me. It felt targeted to you. Mm. I know we were messaging before the game and going, you know, this is a pretty horrible time. Do we Mm. stay up? Like there's nothing worse than, you know, being up at say 5.30 or 6.00 AM after a game like this. Um, but then also there's nothing better than this weird euphoria and this sort of just haze you're in if you do play really well and get a result there. Mm. Um, this this did not go well.
0: <laughs> no, it did not. Let's start with the team selection. There was a lot of um arming and aring uh, to put it really lightly, about around who was picked. Um, Cesson Young over Perisic. Saar got the nod over Basuma. How did you feel about, and then obviously Kulisevsky was back. How did you feel about the team? Um,
1: I think on paper, I thought, okay, I'm I'm down with this. Like, I think Saar's been playing well recently. So it's, it was this moment of like, yeah, let's, let's give him a real test and sort of see mm. how he goes. Um, I was excited to see Kulisevsky in, but also just have that fear of, mm, it's been out for a while. Like, we can't just expect him to always come back in and just be an absolute superstar. So before the game, I thought the team was was okay, but uh, I guess Sessignon has become a bit of a concern for me in general. Mm. Um, so that would have been an area where, I don't know, you kind of like to see, you know, it, it, team of the World Cup, like team of the tournament, Perisic, um, starting in a game like this. Like, rather than Sessignon, um, who we know has you know, some difficulties in these, like,
0: mentally tough sort of situations. Exactly. I was more than happy with Saar from what he'd shown. Um, previously, we've seen Basuma, so nothing's sort of clicked for him, um, which has been frustrating. But, yeah, with Sess, I was like, why why this game? Why is Cesc in in this game? Um, and, you know, we need that old man strength. That wily old man strength, that volleyball uh, power that Perisic has. I don't understand if there was a game to play him, this would be it in terms of like keeping a level head. Um, And yeah, with Kulisevsky, I thought it was pretty harsh on our friend Brian to miss out you know, we've seen in the past when Kulisevsky's come back from an injury, he comes on in the second half and just absolutely blitzes it for 20 minutes. And I was surprised that we started with him. Um, but I'm always happy to see him on the team sheet. So I wasn't outraged. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think you made you a know, good point in there that, you know, Kulisevsky does come back from injury, bring him on the second half. Then he's probably, you know... Running at the same pace as everyone else, but he's he's not out of breath he's in control mm. he's all that and I thought in this game he really just did look like someone who is trying to regain fitness and coming back yeah from from injury so it's like on the on the game as a whole I have zero complaints about Kolosesky at all because yeah. it's like. The guys come back from injury. It's gonna take time. Um, but yeah, it's Hill had been like our brightest spark for the last few weeks. So it's just still so bizarre to go like, well, we've got this guy coming back from injury. Uh, Hill, you've been playing so well. Guess what? You're on the bench.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I have no complaints, uh, even though maybe it wasn't the usual um action man uh swash swash buckling performance from Kulisevsky. I thought he held his own. Um, and played like pretty I could, as you said, I have no complaints about how he played. Um, I wish Brian, I, I don't know. Cause Brian could have, you know, who knows where he's at. He could have had a meltdown. He could have had a tiny Spanish Beatles meltdown.
1: <laughs> so I just picture a, a tiny little beetle as if like they're known <laughs> for having these
0: giant meltdowns. <laughs> no, it's more like help. I need somebody help. Like that kind of meltdown. What was that? Um, what was that? I yeah, yeah. What voice. the what hell was it? that? <laughs> um, which could have been could have been useful, given how the game went. But you know, I'm so sick of commentators saying Tottenham need to come out and they need to play on the front foot. And then we did it for ten minutes, and then stopped. And you know, it it didn't. Sort of result in anything, um. But obviously, it's very hard to keep the wind in your sails when your captain and keeper makes the kind of error that Hugo Lloris Like, I, I think immediately in our Discord while watching it, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm, that's, it. I'm done. I'm so done. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was one of those moments for me. Uh, the same feeling, coupled with, surely not. Mm. Like, surely I'm, I'm. I've just passed out for a second. And this is just some really weird sort of lucid dream. Like mm. surely, surely not from that angle. <laughs> you guys turn that in. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. Even though he's been horrible um, in some of these situations, there's absolutely no way that he's put that in. No way.
0: Mm. I just can't like, I understand. Like, I think Sess is very culpable for his tracking back. Into, and then his lack of pressure. Um, but having said that, the area of the pitch where that ball was struck from, it was the chance of it going in is so low when you consider that you've got a, a Premier League and World Cup winning keeper there. Like it, it's like he wasn't ready for the ball to be there. Like, I don't understand what happened. Like, it was, it was bizarre.
1: Yeah, and it's the sort of thing that, you know, if you and I are going in goals at futsal or something like that, that's the error we would make. And you go, Mm. we're not professional athletes, we're trying, we swatted the ball Mm. and it goes in. But when you've got someone like Hugo and his big strength is supposed to be shot-stopping, even though that has obviously been declining quite a lot, um, to have a situation where it's like his reflexes should still be pretty good in those scenarios. And he's just made an absolute meal of it, And he also had that incident, I think it was a few minutes before the goal as well, where Mm -hmm. his his passing is so bad and I don't just want to come in here and just pile on Hugo, but it really is this idea in my head now that it's like Hugo has to go and he's just, it's kind of like in a sad way, like if you see like an old relative who gets sick very, very quickly, it's Mm -hmm. like Hugo's drop off has to me been just quite quick and sudden. And I just Mm. felt like we would still have at least a half decent Hugo now, but he's made more errors than I think anyone in the league. And in both North London Derbies, (laughs) he's made errors, Mm -hmm. which have put us down a goal in huge games where we really can't afford to go down.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's both North London Derbies and his, uh, you know, you would assume that there would be some keeper left (laughs) left but it appears like that's completely deserted him and and that you know his his kicking was so prevalent in this game I felt like I you know I've never thought he was particularly good with his feet but this game was just such an expose on how poor he is and you know like hanging on to the ball it happened twice once in the second half and once in the first half where he delayed kicking it and you know, almost got closed down. It Like, I just don't understand what it was like. He was uh, a couple of seconds behind the action.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I feel like st- Hugo's stoic demeanor is also now coming off worse. Because mm. it's like, he's always been that captain who kind of leads by example, very quiet at the back does have his moments, obviously where he's like, you know, shouting, but you know, he's not like angry Frogman Jordan Pickford or, mm. um, or even Ramsdale. Like, <laughs> Mm. Um, he's really just like quiet, but he was just so good that it's like, okay, there was this bit of this mystique about him in in that sense. But now with that gone, you really just see mistakes happening. And then it's just this little mouse that we have in goals and- Mm. I would prefer, if we're getting mistakes, I would prefer a nutcase back there. (laughs) Like,
0: Mm -hmm. if that's going to
1: happen, like, and then they're going to turn around and like belt the ball into their own goal and like, you know, snap the corner post in half and whatever, like, fine. Like, let's have a nutcase in there who's who's not as good. If I I just feel that we're not really getting much um, strength from Hugo at the back. And I kind of feel like that's filtering forward through the defense as well
0: especially when clearly an instruction is to play back reset and then shift the ball playing back to Hugo every time is like, Oh God, like what, what's going to happen? Is he going to, what's he going to do? Which, you know, previously I sort of was like, he's not a good, he's not good with his feet. Uh, but now, especially in that game, I was like, every time we pass back to him, something terrible could happen. Um, I think also what angered me was that, you know, he's he's the captain of the team. He made a real, I, I mean, I think he's pretty culpable for both goals, but the first goal especially. And then after the match, he doesn't speak to the press. I was like, the, your job as a captain is to have to face scrutiny after mistakes and you don't do that.
1: Well, they set out diet to do it, didn't they?
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's like the, still the one time in memory that really serves that we've heard Hugo speak is after Zagreb. Um mm. And then the other time... Uh, actually, it wasn't after a game, but when he absolutely lost the plot at Son. And then we got to mm. see that in All or Nothing. But then apart from that, it's like, yeah, we don't see any, any comments, anything. It's... I don't think it's good enough to, like, if you no, are so like, you either. need to come out and take that responsibility to what you're saying. And instead of just going like, nah, I'm going to leave it. And, um, all right, Dyer, who has been under fire race recently as well. Mm. It's like, yeah, you can go out and just <laughs> handle these questions. I kind of understand if like you had a young player who's made an error and then you might go as the manager or the captain or whatever, like, Hey, you just don't go out. Just, you know, hang back. You just stay away. We're mm. going to just like sort of protect you in that sense but when you're the captain that does it yeah it's not it's not good enough i don't think i can't imagine kane doing that if he was captain and he scored this epic own goal
0: yeah uh, no way he wouldn't i i thought you know, to me the error people make errors hugo's been making a lot it's frustrating but what compounded it was the the lack of uh, courage or leadership to then face the press after that mistake and then you know, usually if we play poorly, um, it's Dyer or Heubier that faces the fr- press. And I'm like, well, neither of them are captain. Why are you the captain if after this game you don't then go and say, yes, I made a mistake and show, you know, leadership and, and – but we've got to continue on all this kind of stuff. I thought it was – I would – as, as much as I'm like, we need a new keeper. Let's play Forster next game. Um, regard, you know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of faith in him either, but at the moment, Hugo, I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, he shouldn't be captain. Like, I think after, again, not with the error. The error is, it's the failure to then face the press after a game like that, I think is just not good enough.
1: Oh, definitely. I, I agree with you massively. And I'm all up for the big friendly giant getting in there with his frying pans just flapping mm-hmm. about um at least we know we're not going to concede anything from crosses um yeah and i i think from what we've seen of Forster, which hasn't been much like we've only seen him in a game or two i would just just double down on him for the rest of the season um mm. because yeah i i think it's a big thing now it's like we, yeah we we need a new keeper we need a new captain um uh, there's so much around that as well like if if kane was captain then I think that would signify that he's staying longer and then I he would go out and face questions. I feel like the club don't put Kane in the firing line because all the questions are going to be about is, is he going to leave? Is he going to sign a mm. contract? All that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's one thing I guess to always question the, like question the club with everything that they're doing. Um, But I think in certain situations as well, like the players have to be questioned and not in this sense of like, how many managers are going to have to go through all the players? We're getting rid of them. I don't think it's like that scenario, but it's like there are just a couple of key shifts that need to be made in this squad. And I I feel like that really could, you know, have a, have a, have a good effect. But then at the same time, like Conte ball is, massively frustrating me at the moment as well
0: yeah i agree i mean i think it's just like this triforce this zelda triforce of shit between the players (laughs) the manager and the ownership and the way the clubs run that is compounding into the shit um it's like everyone's culpable you know it's not about whether it's you know whose fault it's everyone's fault um definitely and You know, I I don't think it's possible to sort of say, you know, if you can truly break it down and work out the line of causation between who is actually to blame, you're a genius. Um, You are going to win a Nobel Prize in your ability to comprehend the results of actions. It's not going to happen. It's everyone. And, yeah, I, I have felt with Conte, I know there's been a lot of people um, calling for him to be sacked and we're done and all that kind of stuff. And hearing him talk after the game with like, yeah, we prepared all week and, and Wendy brought this up on the extra inch that, yeah, but why was Odegaard so free? Like why did you let that happen? If you prepared all week, but then you're like, it's fine if he has the ball. And yes, his his strike was fine. But as I said, I thought Hugo was so copable. I was like, how are you like? What's happening there?
1: Well, Odegaard was like, that's like, you know, he's what reigning player of the month for the Premier League, I think. Mm. So it's like someone who's in pretty good form. And like you said, it's like, it wasn't a brilliant strike, but it was a very confident strike of like someone playing, Mm. playing well. Um, That didn't, to me, didn't look like they, they practiced all week.
0: No. What were they practicing all week? Because I feel like it wasn't football. (laughs) No, it was awful. Um, And uh, I just... With conte there's I've got so many frustrations with his the way he conducts himself. you know I, a lot of people have spoken about this like I'm larger than the club, you know i'm you know I'm doing everyone a favor, and i I'm not sure how much that is a result of what Conte said. um I think it's more about what he hasn't done in terms of committing to the club and you know being sort of more overt in his um, support of the club itself. Um, But I think, you know, I'm definitely not on the, I don't think he should be sacked. Where are you sitting?
1: No, I don't think he should be sacked. I think that's, uh, uh, that would be a bit of a step too far. That would be a bit of an overreaction at the moment. Mm. Um, Because then I'm like, well, who are we going to get in for the rest of the season? Um I do feel though that we are at a pretty bizarre crossroads. And I know we've spoken about this previously, but with Conte not committing the club, I think being uh, even more unsure, like I wouldn't be surprised if the club now were looking at these results and, and thinking, yeah, Conte should be doing a little bit better. Like we understand mm. we need to give you some more players, but you should be doing better with the players that we have. Mm. Um, And then that might, cause some concerns from within the club to go, well, hang on, do we really want to go out and just then buy all these Conte players? If one, he's not committed and two, the results are getting worse and worse. And just the style of play is getting worse and worse. Mm. So there's nothing really, like if you was doing a performance review on Conte, you would go, yep, sure. We could get him a new laptop. Great. We could, Mm -hmm. of course, we could get him an upgrade there, but his reports haven't been great. Mm. Um, And so... I think that there, now, it seems like people are coming around to the idea of at least starting to criticize Conte a little bit more. Mm. Um, and I think that's good and that's sort of a lot healthier than, than where it was even a couple of weeks ago, but mm. yeah, I, I don't know. Like what would you do if you're the club right now? Like there's this, uh, uh, would you just go and buy whoever Conte wants? Um, or would you still be looking for that commitment or would you look for an uptick in results before you commit to that? Like what, what would you do? I think it's a really difficult situation.
0: I mean, if it was, if it was me, I would say to Conte, why haven't you signed a contract? What can we do to make you sign a contract? What guarantees do you need? What players do you want? And what is a reasonable amount of money that you think is acceptable to pay for them? And then I get him to tell me and then I go, well, these are the market values and this is, we can go out and try, but you've got to understand that that's the situation. So who, if you can't have that, who do you want? And if we do this and we engage in it, when will you sign a contract to say that you're staying around? Because if you're requesting these players, we can't uh, commit to them. If you're not committing to the club, that's the situation because at the moment, you know, we're 17 days into January and the club hasn't made any signings in January. There's been this Pedro Porro thing that's seemingly just dragging on and on and on, who's not our saviour. I think in terms of signings that we need, we need, you know, another centre-back. We need a new keeper. We need a creative player. We need a right-back. It's like I don't see the club doing that in January. I'd love it if they did, but I don't see them doing that. And it sort of comes back to sort of at a broader level. It's like, why hire Conte if you're not going to do the Conte thing where you spend shitloads of money on Conte players and be like, all right, cool, go for it. Like we haven't done that. So oh, yeah, it's kind of like, what 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 is the plan? To me, you know, that, element of it with the club. And it might not, you know, Levy's the face, so he gets the blame. But I don't know who is consulting with him or whatever. But to me, the strategy is just, you're just like shooting yourself constantly in the foot.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, definitely. Um, and I and I do agree with that to an extent. Um, I just see now, like, Conte's making every player worse in that squad at the moment. <laughs> like... Whether that's just coincidentally, all the players are in bad runs of form, like, I'm not really blaming Son's lack of form I'm completely on Conte, but if you look at how we were playing this, the back half of last season, that is a completely different team, not in terms of personnel, but in terms of the the energy, the confidence, everything that we're playing with there. Compared to now, it's like, we look, we are going backwards and we just keep going further and further backwards. We have gotten mm. some players in, there have been injuries of course, but you know, I just feel, yeah, I think like I was saying, like, I just feel now, if you're the club, I think it's another reason to be a little bit more hesitant when Conte isn't even getting the best out of the current squad that he has. Cause you feel like, all right, well, what if we go get Poro? What if we go get someone else? What if we go get someone else? And the team is still playing poorly and these other players are still playing poorly i don't think then the solution is oh we need to actually sell every single player in the squad and do a complete overhaul um Mm. i think it's more just like all right well if this is the squad we have we need a manager who's actually comfortable in going hey i'm gonna i can improve what you have and i can get you playing you know at least to your level if not above it and Mm. if i think that was happening i think we would be playing better than what we are now
0: I agree with you if there wasn't priors of under Pochettino even you could argue under Conte where the squad is producing uh, good results and then the club's attitude is like but you're fine you don't need anyone else especially I'm thinking specifically about the no transfers at all season where it's like no but you're fine just keep this group together it's fine and so no, that's not how it works. I agree. I definitely
1: agree with that with Pochettino. Um, and like Pochettino, if you look back at it, he was he he got that squad to overachieve with what yep. they have. Um, and I just kind of feel though that if that happened again now, knowing all the pressure, everything like that, I feel like the club couldn't just go, all right, we're fine, we're just gonna leave it. Like I feel like they would have to make that push and go a little, and try and push a little bit further. Like, I feel like they probably look back and see that Pochettino, well, I hope that they look back and see that Pochettino era Mm. of like, "Mm, this was a bit of an error. We really could have pushed on here and and won something in this period. Um, You know, commercially, there's more in place now for us to actually make better moves if when we want to. Um, So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's just so, it's just so complex when you don't know exactly what's going on and you have like a manager kind of, sometimes he he nuts it and says how he feels. Other times he's kind of holds back, but future wise, he, he plays his cards very close to his chest. Mm. The club aren't saying anything. Paratici's saying like, I'll talk in February. And he's also like, oh, I don't want to talk about the Juventus stuff right now. I'm not ready. (laughs) Like there's, there's just so much stuff going on.
0: Yeah. It's wild. It's totally wild. There's so many different that's what I mean it's so hard to like pin what is because we don't have that kind of insight into what's going on and we don't know like what what is actually the process that's happening behind the scenes ten minutes i mean oh my god <laughs> what do we need to hit in the ten minutes what do what do we need to hit so that <laughs> that is the voice of the club. So they're not happy with this conversation.
1: <laughs> Last pod, we were talking about looking forward to these games, and I was saying, "Hey, I think we're looking okay to face Arsenal. I Think we're looking okay to face City. I am not wanting to play City now. I really do not want to play City. Um, mm. I don't even want to think. Like, I don't even want to think about the City games. Like, mm. Barney, what have you been watching? I've been watching Shantaram. I've been enjoying that a little bit. Um, <laughs> Last of Us, that's, that's out uh, today or yesterday. Probably get stuck into that. Uh, is there anything yeah, else we could talk about that's, that's not the Besides, upcoming City games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
0: I think it's, it's indicative, though, of, of where we're both at, where I'm at the stage of I don't want to watch because I don't want to put myself through um, having to watch us, you know, flounder about. I'm not yet at the stage of, yeah. Let's go out and play City and I, yeah, I hope it's terrible. I hope everyone's punished, including myself. Like I'm not at that stage yet, which I have been at before. Um, Where it's not about the um result. It's about like feeling discontented with the group, the playing group or the manager and wanting proof, you know, undeniable proof that it's not working. I'm not there yet. I'm. I'm still like. Oh no! I don't want to play City. I don't want to have to play. Like, I don't want more embarrassment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm. I'm the exact same. Like, I, I'm feeling at this point Arsenal are going to win the league. Like, mm. I would be very surprised if they don't. And if they don't now, this would be, um, you know, the equivalent of them it <laughs> because <laughs> they've got a nice big lead. City are dropping points. Like, you know, I think they're going to win the league and. It's it's irritating, but that's okay. We got to focus on our own house and try and get some stuff mm-hmm. in order there. But yeah, it's it's not fun watching the games at the moment. I feel like this can't be fun for the players, and I wonder now as well how how much of this is if we've got players who can't meet Conte's demands. Like there comes a point where a player is they might not be motivated enough and they're not meeting demand. That's one, one issue. But if a player is technically not good enough for what Conte wants in a specific role or just physically like they, they can't run as fast as he wants them to, Mm. or they, they don't have the engine or anything like that. I wonder how much can you put up with as a player before you really are just like, I just, I can't, I can't do anything here. Mm. Everything I do in training is wrong. I, I just constantly am told like that I'm not doing this. I can't get it. I, and I'm not just trying to sympathise with the players here, but to me it just sort of seems like a lot of players on our team don't really seem to know what they're doing within this system. And no. And there's just no confidence when we step out onto the field of like, all right, we are ready to like throw down and and go.
0: Yeah, you're right. It seems like no one knows what they're supposed to be doing. And those, um, you know, that kind of direct – Play where it's like draw them on and then try and play quickly through them. The amount of times that we tried that against Arsenal, and then any player in our squad, the ball would be played really quickly to them, and it would just like it was like watching Australia play. Like the <laughs> ball would just like bounce off their foot, and then they'd be like, and then try and get it. And then they have two guys on them, and they'd be like, and then they go backwards. Like it's like what is being asked of them is not possible with what is out there because not necessarily because innately they just cannot do it, but it's like confidence or whatever. Like they're just, there seems to be this mismatch, but to me, you know, like if if tomorrow it comes out that, which, you know, would be the way after we do this podcast, um, Conte gets sacked say it's like, well, I sure we can hire someone else, but I don't trust that the club will respond in a way that will help that new manager. Like, what are the club going to do? Like, sh- sure. We got rid of, uh, La Celso and, Endon on for Conte and we brought in a few players, but it, it's not enough. And regardless of who it is, I just don't see a way that the next one works out either because, and, and it's not about spending money. Oh God. It's not about spending money. It's about the management of the squad and the progression of the squad and the plan of the squad and what, what's happening. Cause we're still trying to sign players that played good against us in the champions league. Five minutes remaining. And we're still like, what is, what is you doing? I don't like, there's been no, apart from those signings of um, Kulusevsky and Bendikirk. Great. They were both really good. Post that, like, who have we signed that has actually been like, what a player. We're so pleased to have signed him.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I think that like, you know, someone like Rashadson has, I, I still think he's got the potential to do that. Um, I think Bas- Basuma, I think like there's still a decent player in Basuma. Um, there's a lot going there. I still consider that a good signing, but yeah, I really do wonder as well now, like where does Paratici sit on this? Cause we know that he's, you know, close with Conte. But how, is he close with Conte more than he is taking his job as like the, you know, the highest priority in that sense? Like, does he think like if Conte goes, he's then going to storm out and and sort of leave this project as well? Or is he also in this situation where he's like, Conte wants these players that things aren't really going that well. And then the club's kind of like, well, we can go for the players, but we need him to sign. And like, it's so muddled as to, Mm. as to what everyone's roles are in this and how much say people have in terms of, um, in terms of things, because if you've got a director of football, like, isn't the point of that, that they are the ones that should be making more calls on players than the current manager? Like, isn't that the Mm -hmm. purpose of that model? So the idea is that if you have a changeover of managers, you're still keeping an identity going, but then we've got someone like Conte where they have such a specific way of playing that no other manager is going to want a Conte squad because no one mm. manager plays in that exact same style. So I think that goes back to what you were saying of like the mismatch um, for what actually is happening here. Is this a club that wants to develop, uh, you know, a longer project or is it a club that just wants to, you know, throw silly Chelsea
0: money, 100 million
1: like around mm. on everyone to mm. just try and
0: win right now? Yeah, it was just yeah, still still happening. But at at least prior to this, when they were um, when Putin was in charge of Chelsea, um, (laughs) they were making decisions that you're like, well, they're a good player. Like, sure, that's a lot of money, but good player. Where at the moment, it's like, what are you doing? Um, I, yeah, I mean, to me, it's a mis. It's like if you sign Conte, you need to be like, right, we are gonna we are gonna do the absolutely throwing money everywhere thing, and we haven't done that. Or we sign a project manager and go, these are this is the system and this is what we're gonna do. Are you happy with that? What what negotiations do we need to make? But instead it's a mess. It's like we'll sign Conte because he's a good manager and then we won't play game in terms of like what he wants. Yeah. And I mean with Conte as well, we don't know when he
1: signed up was he told, Hey, we don't have as much money as you've had previously. Can you work with this squad with a couple of key additions? He could have turned mm. around and gone, yes, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm. cool. This would be a nice challenge for me to do something like that. Or he could have said, no, 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 you need to invest and you need to pay, spend so much. And then the club mm. said, well, okay, sure. Whatever. Anything mm. to get you to sign. We really, we really don't know Yeah, exactly. what's going on there. And it could have, it could be either of those scenarios.
0: Hmm. Yeah, you're right. It could be that he was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I'm a great manager. It doesn't matter. And now it's kind of not working and... One minute remaining. Uh, you know, whatever's happening is happening. The thing that annoys me is that he talks about the project, the project yeah. and developing. And it's going to take time and project, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, dude, I will listen to you talk about the project if you sign a contract. Like, I'm not listening to you talk about a project, a project when you've got a couple of you know months remaining, like what?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, it's like, the, it's not matching up on either side and it's not like one side is behaving, you know, uh, just crystal clear, like beautifully and, and everything mm. like that. It's like Conte is also at fault for some of this behavior too. The club is, yeah. it's just, um, it's just, we find ourselves really at a, a
0: an interesting crossroads, I think. Mm Hmm. Also, to change the formation content, what are you doing? Yeah, just change. Just change it. (laughs) Just change it. Change it. Just, just change it. Change it to anything. I don't care. That is the timer
1: for the thirty-five. Yeah.
0: Well, 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 well. I think. uh, I think we got a fair amount in.
1: Yeah, like we said, I could keep rambling on for hours and Mm. hours about this and repeating myself more and more and more. But I think that kind of sums up everything. And Mm. yeah, it's, it's just, it's just not fun at the moment. And Mm. yeah, if we lose the next couple of games, it's going to be even less fun. And Mm. yeah, maybe then, yeah, we become a, I don't know, Bristol city pod
0: or something. Yeah. 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 We'll jump on Bristol city.
1: We'll find out they're in even worse shape, but it'll like lead to. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. The last thing I'll say is that with the Enik model, there are other clubs out there that work not with a, an oligarch or a a state and, um, are able to sign good players that then go on to play at, you know, other clubs. And we uh, have more money than them and we spend it so poorly. That we end up in this weird middle ground where we have these players that then we have to sell for less. And it's so infuriating that if we were run our scouting department and and, and there was a codification of what we did, it would be so much better.
1: Oh, I agree massively. Like Mm. there's a lot of reports as well with the club. They're going to give us a lot of messages in Feb. Um, about finances, oh, well that everything else, and I feel like if we don't get anyone in any any players in if Contes doesn't manage to pick this team up a little bit, if the players don't improve, the only thing that would like save the club from complete riots would be if they 're like well we 've got investment for fifteen billion pounds to spend at the end yeah. of the season, so we make do with what we can, but good yeah. times are coming
0: <laughs> yeah don't worry we 've got fifteen billion pounds to spend. And no Champions League football that will make Conte go crazy. Yeah, he can't deal with it. He can't deal with it. Yeah. Maybe we're too harsh,
1: but Conte just can't deal with it. Maybe that's the whole time he's sitting there going, guys, you know I can't deal with Champions League. I can't. I just can't do it. I Mm. never have good results. I always finish like 10th when that happens.
0: Yeah, the song makes me throw up. It's just (laughs) terrible.
1: That's how you get to Conte. Just... Just play Mm. that song on repeat and he'll, uh, (laughs) he'll
0: go. He'll have a meltdown. Um, all right. Well, um, uh, we, I think we did, I think we did good for the time we had. Um, as always, I have been Barney. I have been Dan. And Spurs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.